Hey, this is Josh from Cattle Decapitation. You're watching CMS TV. It's the Canadian Meadow Queen. It's the Meadow Queen, Lee Aaron. With uh, what you do to my body, baby. You think Dopey did that on the cruise? Oh, my God. It's the Metal Queen. The Metal Queen. Probably did. He probably did. It's the Metal Queen. Lee Aaron. Oh, the Metal Queen. Metal Queen. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I mean, I, I appreciate what Dan Pate had to say about loving the cruise, but I got to side with my man uh, Ruben there. I cannot imagine going to one of those things. No, just doesn't sound like my scene at all. Well, like I said, you know, I, I, I experienced the, uh, kiss cruise myself for the yeah. first time. And, you know, unless you're there with the entourage, I couldn't imagine just having to mix in with the, the riffraff, the riffraff or, <laughs> or the punters as Don puts it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I, I want nothing to do with that riffraff. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So. You know, I, I would never electively go to a, to a cruise like that. That's just not something I would personally do. I mean, I experienced it obviously. And it's just like, mm, would yeah. I, would I do this and, you know, pay out of pocket? No way. And how many Rubens and Wesses do we have to have to know that these cruises are not all that they're cracked trumped up, up to be Yeah, they're cracked up to be That's right. You know, there's, it's. It sounds like, you know, if you're a really hardcore fan, like a Tim James would probably love one of these cruises Sure. or Pate. I look, and I'm not even slamming Dan here. I'm just saying it honestly, Dan loves this shit. All right. Great. You know, I mean, he constantly is flying around and going to 400 shows a year. You know, he loves this shit. So for him, it's probably great. For someone like Ruben, that sounds like he's much more of a kind of casual fan. Yeah. Ah, wasted money. Well, for but see, Ruben he he writes and contributes to these various mm -hmm. sites and stuff, so he's got material for his shows, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, he's he's kind of uh, self financed like we are. Yeah. And and you know he he didn't get I'm sure he didn't get sponsored to go to this thing in any way, shape, or form. No. So he did it of his own volition and of his own money, just thinking maybe, you know, I'll go there, I'll have some reviews, I'll be able to mm -hmm. talk about this stuff on my podcast or write about it for, you know, Sleaze Rocks or KNAC or yeah. well, whatever his motivation is. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously he came on and gave us some pretty good stuff with a lot of tongue-in-cheek humor, which I sure. appreciate. So thank you, Ruben. Absolutely. No, but, I, I loved his appearance. I'm just I mean, saying. I mean, he gets us. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And all the references he makes of the show is just like, holy right. shit, dude, you listen way too close. He's a he's a fan. He I is know. a fan. <laughs> no doubt about that. He's definitely a fan of what we do. So, yeah, enjoyed having him on. Yeah, he was good. Five hail and kills for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Five, <laughs> five hand jobs. <laughs> so, so who is he? Is he uh, uh, Ebert? No, uh, what was the other Siskel guy? Siskel and Ebert. Well, and Ebert. He's the Siskel and Ebert of metal. That's right. 
I, I give this uh, cruise four hail and kills out of five. <laughs> I don't think he gives it four. I think he gives it one. Right. I think he gives it four Michael Butlers. Sure. <laughs> hail and kill caller, you're on the air. Hail and kill. I just wanted to comment on this. Okay. Well, Tim, go ahead and comment. Okay. I, I think there's some things that you guys don't get. Oh, we don't get right. it, Tim. Okay, go ahead. Because because you live in the States, which is, you know, you can't help where you're born, but because you live in the States, these these bands that you guys talked about, they two are there all the time, or the majority of them two are there all the time, right? Mm -hmm. It's extremely... It's extremely different when you live in a, in a country that they don't come to very often. Now, I, I can't afford to go to a cruise like this, but if I could, I'd love to go to this because most of those bands, they're not going to come to Australia. So yeah. It's, you know, I, here, I'm a devil's advocate. Hold on, Tim. I'm a devil's advocate, and I'm going to let you continue your point. Most of those bands that do tour here all the time, never seen. Never gone and seen them. Wow! Like I, I've never, I've never seen Tora Tora. Have you, Neely? I have not. And 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 a lot of those bands that are that are mixed into this mix. Yeah, we've seen the biggest names, of course. We've seen Tesla and Rat, and you know, um, you know, Extreme. You know, we've seen the biggest ones, but. You get to where the writing is two sizes smaller on the flyer, and we haven't seen those bands. We're not we're not going to see fucking danger danger. Not not unless they're opening for somebody else. Yeah. The the only time that I know that ain't danger danger. Well, I actually did see danger danger. I actually were as a headliner. No. No. They they were on the uh farm rock. Okay. Farm remember? rock. Yeah, farm <laughs> rock, remember that? Yeah. Jesus. And I ran, I ran into Ted Poley and, you know, I introduced myself and reminded him about his appearance on the show and he remembered, but, but regardless of that, uh, had, had they not been on that package tour with farm rock, I would have never seen danger danger. Yeah. Wasn't rocks gang on the cruise. Was rocks gang on this cruise, uh, Tim? I wouldn't know. You see, I, the, the point is, I'm going to hang up, but the point is that um, a lot of those smaller bands like Danger Danger and those types of bands, I wasn't really talking about those. I wouldn't go and see those bands either, purely because I'm not into them. But no, I'm well, what, about the what bands are you the, making reference to, Tim? Well, you know, the Wingers and the Stephen Pierces and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Oh, there he goes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to let him make his point. All right. The headliners. More. I guess that's his point is the headliners don't go to Australia. Okay. Be it extreme or Steve yeah. Piercy or who, who was, who was really the headliners on this tour? I think Tesla, it was supposed to be Tesla Saxon, but Saxon canceled. So Piercy filled into that and extreme, I think. And winger and winger. Those were the bigger. Names. I think those are the biggest names. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I get it. They don't come to Australia very often, and I get that. And I don't think Tim's wrong for being a fan of all that or whatnot. But, you know, 
when they come here, it's not a guarantee that we go. Honestly. I mean, I I have never gone out to see a winger show, Mm -hmm. but I've seen winger at least 10 times Mm -hmm. because they're part of a package that I go to that, that usually Dawkin is on. Yeah. And Tim's, Tim's argument back is, well, they don't get that. They don't get the opportunity. Okay. And I get that too, but you know what? I'll counter Tim with a Timism here. When certain bands have come, they don't go. Like uh, the tough, the tough tour that went to Australia, what, two months ago or whatever. Yeah, about a month, month. Yeah, it was six weeks ago. Eight, yeah. yeah six, six or eight weeks ago. Yeah. There's four or five bands on that bill, and they were playing, you know, like 300 seat clubs, maybe. And it's like, okay, well, if those bands aren't selling good numbers, if you're Steven Piercy, are you going to take the chance? Not unless you have guaranteed money. Yeah, unless unless of course his his um his set list is rat heavy. Yeah. Which it is, but I mean I mean well, if you're it is, but he does play some solo stuff. Sure. But I'm just saying Tim or uh, Rat or Extreme I mean, extreme is going to play extreme, extreme music solely, or winger is going to play all winger music. But unless some promoter is going to going to shuffle out thirty thousand dollars and plane tickets and hotels and all that shit, wingers not. Why would they do that? Yeah, if it isn't profitable for them to, yeah, make make a sixteen or twenty hour flight to Australia mm-hmm. and play two or three shows because you know i'm sure you know this more than me but australia is a very uh large continent that's a big old island yeah it's a very very large place and and uh, ozzy ace has taught us how how far it is between big city to big city i mean it's like a day's drive, Mm -hmm. you know to get from one place to the other and and unless these guys go over there and play two to three shows. Yeah. It isn't worth it for them. Yeah. And I, and I think we, you know, I think Tim thinks we're disagreeing with him. I think we actually agree with him. You know, I think me saying that, that a an Uber fan like Tim James, these tours are for, that's who this is for. Isn't that what I said? Yeah. And, and speaking of the people that uh, come in, to the u.s to to attend these shows when i was on the kiss cruise back in october yeah i i talked to several people who came from australia not australia but the european areas right and they spent a significant amount of money oh yeah to be on these cruises and it's just like holy shit what do you do for a living that you could spend twenty thousand dollars to to fly here, get on the Kiss cruise, mm-hmm. and make it worth your while. Because I talked to a couple of people, and they were just, I, because mm-hmm. I was just curious. I was just like, "Oh, you're from Sweden. You're from, you know, you're from Finland. You're from wherever." It's just like, what did that cost you? It's like, well, we had flights that came over here. Then we had mm-hmm. the hotel. Then we had the boat. Then we had to fly back, and then mm-hmm. we had this, and it was like. It was like $20,000. How much money do the Kiss Freaks spend on fucking seeing Kiss? Yeah, and of course, I met the Kiss Freaks. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they, they've they done that tour. They've done anything that Gene does. They do. Yeah. 
You know, and, and I mean, they've spent, I mean, they have literally spent probably a quarter million dollars on kiss. Yeah. And, and that, and you know, that was the cool thing going on the kiss cruise is that after all these years, probably 20 years mm -hmm. being on the kiss cruise and having the kiss freaks from Australia basically find me on the boat. Yeah. And go, I know who you are, dude. I got it. We're, just, I'm, I'm, we're, we're Kylie and, and, um, Ben, Ben, Ben and Kylie were the kiss freaks. And it's like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> and, I, and I ran into them, you know, a couple of times we took sure. pictures and all kinds of stuff. And it was just, it was, it was wild. And it's like, holy shit, you guys make this trek over and you spend this kind of money and yeah. And for them, it's worth it. They love it. Yeah. It's, and, and hey, that's who these cruises are for. That's exactly what I thought we were saying. And my point was a guy like Ruben, who's a casual fan, it's not for him. You know, it, it, a guy like Dan Pate, it's definitely for because he's an Uber fan. You know, he put up a picture of um, everything that he got signed on the Monsters of Rock cruise. It covered an entire bed. I believe it. Because he's an Uber fan. And he loves that shit. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, more power to you, bro. You know, if that's what you're, if that's, if that's what trips your trigger, then go do it. I mean, it, it, it's music. It's fun. It's, at least it's regular entertainment. You know, at, at least it's not fucking drag queens at a, at a fucking library or something. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's doing something that's fun. You know, it's fun for a lot of people. I'm just saying for guys like me and you, no, thanks. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is we're, you and I are a little bit jaded because mm -hmm. we've been this for 30 years. Yeah. I just don't think I would ever have been into it. Honestly, no. I don't think so. I just think I would look at it and I would see too many bands that I'm not into. And I'd be like, what am I going to do on this fucking floating toilet? for fucking four days you know am i gonna sit in my room and wait till eight o'clock until the bands that i want to see come out and play am i really gonna drag my ass across the ship to at two o'clock in the afternoon to see god knows who you know to see um kick tracy or whatever i'm not gonna do it it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't work for me. So it's not, it's not appealing enough for you. Yeah. It's just not it, and nothing. And and again, I'm not saying that I'm right or wrong. I'm right for me. I'm wrong for Tim, I guess. Right. Is well, what it is. I get that. I get that. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I had the experience that I had, mm -hmm. but I would never do it for myself. Right. You know, and for the people who enjoy that stuff, good for you. Yeah. And if you can afford it, even better for you. If that's your, if that's your vacation and that's what you enjoy and you like that stuff, I'm not going to criticize you. No, not at all. Cause I met, I met a lot of cool people. Sure. And I, I know people enjoy that and that's what they plan their whole year around or their big trip of the year mm -hmm. you know for for lack of a better term yeah and you know i bought a few people drinks on the on the cruise and 
glad that they were there and some people recognized me and took pictures and it's like, wow. Yeah. But that, and I, and I'm going to go with what Ruben said. They're the whole cult. Mm-hmm. They're, the cult they're the cult of the people who love that cruise stuff. Yeah. They're the Mork cult. Yes. There's a rock cruise cult. I, I, I agree with him. He's hundred percent right. So, well, dude, speaking of, um, speaking of people that can afford things, did you happen to see this post or this, uh, this article on Blabbermouth about, um, how much money live nation made last year? Yes, I did. Actually, we were sent that, uh, that, uh, story to us Oof. that they made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, let's see who sent this to me earlier this week. Um, oh, here it is. Um, it, it was entitled live nation wins again. Yes, they do. And they won a, they, they got a shit ton of money. Yeah. So I want to give this credit to Brian Bauman because he actually sent this to me the same thing. Exactly what you're talking about. 3.1 3.1 billion that's mm-hmm. that's billion with a b yeah in revenue and record attendance as global touring returns you're missing the key part of that though in the first quarter of 2023 yeah so they're on pace to make 12 billion dollars this year 12 billion yeah that's with a b not 12 million 12 yeah. billion at a time that a lot of people are really struggling with jobs and with money and, and these fucking scuzzy pieces of shit just keep releasing these fucking shows at three, four, five thousand dollars a ticket. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to dispute you just a little bit. Okay. People don't have to no they don't i definitely blame the fans i definitely blame the fans so so, you know you and i could offer a product for something that is totally inflated Mm -hmm. but people don't have to buy it yeah here see this empty bottle of juice yeah i will sell it to anybody that's watching right now for thirteen thousand dollars right if anybody wants it thirteen thousand i'll give it to you now you know, the same thing. I mean, it's the, it's the same thing. It's the same yeah. thing. Was so, like- but the thing is, and you and I came up in a different time, mm-hmm. but I can't speak for you, but I didn't have that kind of expendable cash to, to be able to spend a thousand, fifteen hundred, no. $2,000 for a ticket. Mm-mm. go to a show that lasts 90 to 120 minutes. Yeah. Well, it, and it's, you know, I have it now. I do too. Thankfully, but I'm still not willing to do it. No, I don't. I, I did it the last time I did it. And it's very well documented on this show was that Metallica show. Right. Where I spent, you know, several hundred, you know, I think I was at like $500 when all was said and done to go and it just wasn't worth it. It just was not worth it for a two hour show. And the only reason I'm going this year is because I was able to get the tickets for cheap, right? If I would have had to get the tickets for what a lot of people paid for the same Metallica Pantera sets, 
you know, where they were paying five, six, seven hundred dollars, I would not be going. I don't give a shit how much I like Pantera. I would not be going. You know, I just wouldn't go. You know, and it's like, um, you know, I, I definitely blame the fans. I, I mean, but these fucking scumbags at Live Nation, you know why they're making the money. Because they're putting out all these fucking old shitty bands that are on their last legs. <laughs> That's what they're doing. They're, they're putting out Springsteen, last tour. Uh, I thought, thought I saw something the other day where somebody said that U2 is about to announce the final tour. You know, or, or well, I saw that uh, that you know, Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson are thinking about uh, quote unquote uh, reuniting for the uh, Rush fiftieth anniversary tour. They're not going to call that Rush, though. Oh, I, mean, I guess they could. I guess it could be those two in Portnoy, and and you know, but oh. You want to talk about fan backlash if they try to go out with Mike Portnoy as Do you think? Neil Peart. Oh, yeah. That's a fan base I don't think would accept. Now, we said that about Pantera, too. And here's one said, I'll never go. I'll never go. I'll never go. And I get tickets to multiple shows. Well, it's it's the 50th anniversary of Rush. Mm-hmm. Are, yeah. are you, you going to turn down Alex Lifeson and uh, Getty Lee? I don't think those guys would be dumb enough to call it Rush, though. Uh, you know what the thing is? Is we've talked about this a million times in the show. It all boils down to the vocalist and the guitarist. Yeah, but I don't know. Not in that band, though. Mm. I mean, Neil wrote everything. Neil wrote all of it. To say that in that, and again, 99.99% of the time, I think you're 100% correct. If it's the guitarist and the voice... It's it it works with that band where that guy. But of course, you're not writing anything. Uh, how about Rush Remembered? Anything would be fine. Twenty one twelve would everybody would know what it is. Yeah, but but what uh, what I'm saying is that will they go out on tour under uh, Rush fiftieth or some shit like that? They could. And, and that would be okay. I, I Look, I don't have a problem with them making their money and touring. No, of course. Ca- calling it Rush would be, would not be well received. Uh, maybe. But, but, but people are going to go, well, you know, I, I don't agree with the naming, but, you know, I love Tom Sawyer. I love the yeah. trees. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people would love to see it. There's a, and, and obviously, I mean, the obvious choice would be Mike Portnoy. Portnoy would be the drummer. He's pretty much the only guy that could be that drummer. And if he was the drummer, he, he's so goddamn good that, you know, that could work. But, um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking they'll substitute Mike Portnoy for, uh, Scott Rockenfeld. No, come on. <laughs> Ricky Rocket steps right in. Right, of course. <laughs> Nick Brown comes out of retirement. <laughs> right. The red, the red big. No, I think I think. I mean, that's that would be something. I I I would be very interested to hear how that goes if that does happen. I'm gonna say that uh, because of the money mm-hmm. that Live Nation is offering. Live Nation is so huge, it's a juggernaut, mm-hmm. that they will make a deal with um, Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson 
to do a 50th anniversary tour. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they won't call it rush. Uh, you think they'll call it rush. I'm thinking that, uh, somehow, some way rush will be in the name. That's a, that I can see. I can see rush. Remember yeah, or it's like 50th anniversary rush, rush legacy, something like that. Sure. Remembered or some shit like that, but it'll mm-hmm. be huge. Uh, it'll be, but I just, if they just call it straight out rush. No, it, it won't be just the normal rush because no. it's 50th. Yeah. So, so they have to make it uh rush 50 years later or some shit, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Hell, I might even go to that. I'm not even a big rush fan, but I would probably, I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing them play one more time. All right. Well, uh, we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. So we we heard that this was on the horizon so aerosmith yeah mentioned or or was announced this week that they're going to do a a run for the quote unquote the farewell mhm without joey kramer because he's quote unquote he's concentrating on his family yeah sure <laughs> i hate when they say shit like that when they just lie yeah, it's just like that's not the that's not the reason. There yeah. there there's a problem within the band. Of course. Mm-hmm. So stop with the well. He's not going to join the tour, and we wish him well, and we love him as a brother, and he's still a member of the band. And yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Enough. You hate him. You don't want to pay him, so he's not out there. Yeah. We shut get up. it. We shut get up. it. Shut up. Stop with the stop with the rhetoric. And it's just like, well, we're going to do this farewell tour, yada, yada, yada. We're going to do this in September because, you know, I I reported, you know, last week or the week before that uh, I went to see um, Joe Perry Mm -hmm. and it was a very enjoyable show. Sure. Loved seeing Joe Perry and the guy 70 something years old. Mm hmm. And he played very well. He looks great. He played well. And I think that the Aerosmith thing will be great. But regardless of that, Mm -hmm. it's just like, well, we're announcing our tour. We're going to kick off in September. We're going to do our blah, blah, blah. We're going to tour for the next three and a half years. And Mm -hmm. uh, isn't that what, who who did that for three and a half years? It's uh, Elton John and. Kiss. <laughs> Kiss, obviously, kisses announced forever in a day, and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Everybody's calling it a day. Yeah, sure. But regardless of that, um, the the excuse that they use that they're not going to have the five original members of Aerosmith. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's dumb family. Stop it with the. Uh, he's concentrating. The, the dude is 70, what, 73 years old yeah. or whatever. And it's like, he doesn't have like young kids or some shit. Yeah. His kids are probably 50. <laughs> so you know, stop. With his that. kids are our age. Well, he's going to bow out of the tour due to family obligation. What obligation? Stop it with that. His wife's so old that he probably could push her around in a wheelchair. That's about it. Exactly. So, know, but, so stop with that excuse. I know. 
it's just like you don't get along. You have mm-hmm. some kind of a business problem. There's yeah. some kind of a disagreement. So stop. Mm-hmm. The, well, he's not going to join us on this tour, but we're going to forge ahead regardless. Yeah. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, nonsense. Dude, since, since you're talking about Aerosmith, I know we talked last week or was it last week that we talked yeah, about it, or two yeah, weeks ago, whatever it was. I think it was. When we talked about Aerosmith, I know I said that I might go to this show. Okay. Remember I said, eh, you know, I would, or I said, I'd like to see it. You said you might like to go to see it. Yeah. After seeing these ticket prices, there is zero chance I will be going to see this. Well, what are the tickets? Well, let's pull them up and let's, let's, let's play a little game here. All right. I'm going to, we're going to play roulette here. I'm going to point to a section and some of these you can see on the screen. Cause I can't get rid of it. Is this, um, this is Cleveland September 21st. All right. What, what are they calling the arena now? Rocket mortgage field house. Right. The same thing. Okay. Yeah. So the cheapest tickets are $96 each All cheapest. Right. So I'm thinking two Oh two, maybe you're thinking over here, two Oh two round and round. She goes. She ain't 202. That's 184. Oh, really? Okay. I'm going to tell you where it is. I didn't want to do that. I want to go back to the zoom out because that would be 217 here behind the stage. Behind the stage where you can't see shit. Yeah, you can see it. If they have a, if they have a scrim, you really can't see shit. Or if they have a big screen, as almost every indoor concert does now, you are not seeing Aerosmith. You're just sitting behind them. So what are the tickets in section two, section five, section? Oh, well, we'll get to those. Let's not jump the gun here. Let's not jump the gun. So so there are already ticket prices for these shows in September? Yes. Oh, really? Okay. 216 is only a dollar more, again, behind the stage. Yeah, you can't say anything. At $97 each. I don't remember a time in my life where they actually seated people behind the stage. No. Well, they, they got to make their money, I guess. So. Yes. So let's go to the side. Would you Would you be interested in a side stage where you got to look across the stage? Uh, are we going to say at least? 211 or 210? Two, let's say 211. How much okay. would you think that 211 costs? Well, you said that the ones out at 201 were 190 something. 184. Oh, okay. Uh, boy. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to think 250 maybe. 250? Let's see. And pow, 222. <laughs> Well, I was close. And that's a shitty seat. Yeah, because you're just looking side stage. You can't even see the whole fucking yeah. thing. Apparently, Joe Kramer's wife died. Really? Yeah. Thoughts like, and prayers. Like like recently? I don't know. But I made the joke about wheeling her around. I guess she'd be wheeling her around in a casket. All right. Well, we're in May. By the time September rolls around, if he's done grieving, I would think he would be part of the show, wouldn't you? No, he's got family obligations, Neil. Oh, okay. His great grandkids need a babysitter, apparently. All right, so let's keep moving around the circle here, shall we? 
let's get a decent angled seat. What do you think about 206 or 207? Okay. Up top here. Those are pretty decent angle, right? This will be okay. It's a side angle, but it's not the greatest, but it's not Mm -hmm. the worst. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a decent seat. What would you think those tickets cost? Well, um, 211 was what? One something? 211 was 222. Ooh. Uh, 206, I'm thinking 275 to 315. All right, let's see. Oh, a mere 140. How come that's cheaper than 211? I guess because you're closer in 211. Yeah, but you can't see much. Yeah, you can't see shit, but hey, you're closer. Okay. Again, I do want to point out, these are the upper bowl. These are not the good seats. These are the shit seats. Right. That's, you know, binocular. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's go to the back of the arena, shall we? How about 201? All All right. All the way in the back. All right. What would you guess that is? (sighs) Two... 250. 250. Yeah, 250. There we go. It is only 187. Wow, okay. So I guess the further away you go, I guess that's the pricing realm. Yeah, but but at least you have a more direct viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah, I I would rather sit there than in 211 here. Yeah, I would agree with you. So, like, why would you sit side stage when you can't even see? I would, I would rather the long view than the <clears throat> side view. Sure. All right, that's just me. Okay. Well, knowing that, we're gonna guess that the the rest of the two hundreds are probably close to the same, just across the way. So let's move into the C's, shall we? Okay. Let's go to C one hundred nine. That is side stage. Um, side stage up top. All right. The club seats. I'm I'm assuming that's what the C means, club seats. Would you like to venture a guess? That's right here. These the club or loge seats? I'm thinking they probably are, yes. All right. Uh, Would you like to skip those and come back and go to the, just stay with regular tickets? Oh, Because they're probably more expensive, I'd imagine, the club seats. Yeah, because they come with, um, quote, unquote, booze and stuff. Accommodations. Yeah. Well, let's just skip down to 109, which is right in front of it. How much would you think for 109? Side stage. Wow. Well, they they were pretty high way up there at 211. Yeah. At two something. 222. Uh, 109? Yeah. I'm thinking 350. 350. All right. Let's see how much these cost. Wow. 549. Holy Fuck. <laughs> so, so to drop down about what twenty five rows or something? Yes. Three hundred more dollars. Oh. <laughs> to look side stage. To be side stage, not even good seats. No, because you you can only see to the side where Joe Perry stands. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. How about um corner again? One oh five or one? We'll go one oh three. That's that little wedge there uh, at the back. It's kind of cornered. Yeah, I see it. Right there. Yeah. How much would you say that one is? Wow. 
three something for that. So I learned that uh, the further away, it's a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say two twenty-five. Two twenty-five. I'm gonna say five ten. Holy shit! <laughs> five ten. Five ten. To be on the second tier in the little nook, or you're off the floor. You're you're the first yeah. you first set off the floor. Yeah. All right. Then let's go now to 101, which is directly behind, directly behind, or directly in line with the stage. Hey, that's uh, eight, eight ninety. Eight ninety. Okay. Four twenty only. Why is that cheaper? I don't know, but it's a bargain at four twenty. All right. So, so there you go. The one hundred three was what? Five what? Five ten. Okay, and 101 was like a hundred four twenty. Ninety dollars wow. cheaper. Okay. All right. Now, do you want to go club seats or do you want to go floor seats? Let's go floor. All right. We will start with uh section six. That's bottom right, stage right. Okay. The second second set of seats, stage right. How much would you think that is? Floor seats, section six. All right. Well, we already know that uh the upper levels are in the fives and sixes. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven fifty. All right. Pow, eleven ninety one. Holy shit! <laughs> How about uh floor middle back section five? What's really weird, just from you know our exploitation for mm-hmm. some. And the the uh, dead on view is cheaper so far. Yeah, uh, a thousand fifty. Only eight thirty five. Why is that? I have no idea. It's a bargain. That is weird. Maybe that's where there's the most tickets still available. Maybe that's the only thing I think is maybe there's less tickets in season six or season uh, section six still available. Okay. You know, uh, okay, so let's move along. Section four, uh, stage left, second set of seats on so, the floor. So, again, with the weird side stage shit. Yeah. Uh, 850. 482. Wow. That makes weird. no sense. I, I, I know. I, the, isn't this the uh, market? Uh, it could be. It could be market. that whole sliding bullshit that they do. Market pricing, yeah, could be that they claim or whatever it is that they're talking about. I'm gonna say this as a bargain at 482. There's no fucking way I would spend that to see Aerosmith at 70 years old. Anyway, he's 75 years old. Yeah, no thanks. Okay, all right. How about section three? Stage right, right up on the stage. Boy, um, seems like the right seats are higher okay um, maybe that's joe perry's side maybe um i just saw joe perry two a couple weeks ago uh, i'm gonna say 1550 only 708 a mere no, bag of shells it was way more up there at 211 it's way more at five it's way more at six you go to three, you move up and you pay 708. You go backwards and you pay fucking $500 more. Makes no sense or $400 more. 
All right, section one, stage left. Mm -hmm. All right. A 550. 7 7 11. <laughs> 7 11. There you go. All right, now the, the real pricey ones. Let's get to some pricey. All right. Center stage, section two, dead center of the floor. Uh, it's got to be pricey, right? Thinking 12, 12, 20. Nine seventy two. Why is that? Why would this be nine seventy two and this be eleven ninety one? Doesn't get. I, I don't get that. Yeah. Now there is a section. While we're in this crazy section, I don't know if you could see it or not, but there's a little section within the wedge, which is, I'm assuming the wedge there is like a walkway that Stephen and Perry walk out on, and there's a wedge in between it. Yeah, yeah, the in the triangle. Yeah. What do you think those seats go for? It's 75 right up to the wedge. 1550. 2807. Wow, holy fuck. Really? $300 or $3,000 with probably more than 3000 with fees. Don't forget, this is before the 30% fees that they will tack onto this shit. Right. You know, this is, this is, um, these are just, uh, the kind of starting prices. <laughs> Crazy. <clears throat> All right. Should we try the club seats? All right. Let's go with the, uh, loge club seats in the, in right. the arena. Well, there's some that are directly behind the stage. Do you see those back yeah. here? I can't imagine those would be good seats. Oh, no, they'd be terrible. I would think they wouldn't be great, but okay. So what what would you think for these either one of these sections directly behind the stage? Oh, I, I know what's boy. I, I, I'm trying to think that uh, the pricing is based on closeness. Yeah, I mean that's close, but you can't see a whole lot from there. You can't see anything from there. See uh, the drummer's back if there's no big screen. Yeah. Uh, every indoor show that goes on at this level has a big indoor has a big screen. Twenty three hundred. Well, let's see. Blow pow two seventy one. <laughs> All right, that's at least reasonable, I guess. Two hundred seventy one dollars to stare at their backs. To stare at their backs, or two forty seven if you go to that one, or two oh five. Yeah, these are cheap's. What is this one? Two two thirty two eighty eight. All right, so those seem fairly cheap. What is this? Well, but but the thing is, is they may have scrims hanging down in yeah. the stage, so you might not see anything. Yeah, at you all. may not see Aerosmith at all. You just hear the music. <laughs> they might put a screen back there so that you can watch it, like on TV. <laughs> Jeez. All right, how about these club seats? Let's go to C one oh nine, which is side stage. In the in the loge, I guess. Now that's that's where you can only stare directly across the stage. Yeah. Now remembering, two eleven was two twenty two, and one oh nine was five forty nine. Wow. Uh, Seven fifty. Six sixty eight. Pretty close. Yeah, not far off. Yeah. Um, corner. We'll go to mid oh four, I guess, or. M104, which is the back here on the corner. Mm. 
Better view, way up high, uh, 245. 460. Wow. Yeah. And then center view, M101. Well, if that's four, um, five and a quarter. A mere 301. So oh. far, I don't understand why those tickets are also cheap all the way up in the middle. Yeah. They're all the cheapest. That's bizarre. It is bizarre. I, I have no <laughs> idea how this ticket structure. <laughs> I have no idea. It's weird, man. It is, but, and that's pretty much it. I mean, we can go around each one, but that's, yeah. that's your tickets for Aerosmith at the, at, in Cleveland. Yeah. No chance of fucking hell. The, the cheapest seats I wouldn't pay. I remember when Aerosmith was touring back in like 77 when I was a junior high schooler. Mm-hmm. I think people were paying like $13 for a yeah. ticket and shit. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be get off my long guy that when I was a kid back in the day, we paid $8 and it was Aerosmith the journey. Yeah, but 13 bucks. Yeah, I, I mean, I know. I, I mean, I saw Aerosmith for like about that. Eight nine a thousand dollars yeah i mean i saw aerosmith in on um permanent vacation for probably 20 bucks out at richfield yeah it was like 20 dollars. i think might might not even have been i don't remember but it was high school and i could afford to go so so it wasn't crazy expensive i mean you got to take a mortgage to go to some of these to get some of these seats what is this fucking shit where's that at eleven hundred dollars for a fucking ticket you fucking kidding me with this? Eleven ninety one, so twelve hundred dollars for a ticket. Plus thirty percent. Thirty percent would be three hundred and thirty, forty, like three hundred and fifty dollars on top of that in fees. Right. Fees. Three hundred and I wouldn't pay the fees to go to the show. <laughs> wow. So there you go. Aerosmith off the list of shows to go to. <laughs> What a ridiculous uh, amount of money. That's uh, just stupid. All right. Well, real quick, and we'll yeah. wrap up the show. Yeah. Live Nation posts a $3.1 billion, that's with a B, in mm-hmm. revenue record attendance as global touring returns. Yeah. Despite angry words from Taylor Swift, major issues with its Ticketmaster division, a Senate hearing and incoming legislation, Live Nation posted another record-breaking quarter in quarter one of 2023 with a record $3.1 billion in revenue. So like you said earlier, it's just the first quarter, which is the first three months. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just and, and, a billion dollars a month. So what, and, and what fuels that, if you think about it is what the Taylor Swift tour and the fucking Metallica tour. Yeah. That's, that's where these, these tickets got sold up to 73% of, from the same period last year mm-hmm. and a record 19.5 million fans attending its events as the global touring business returns to full strength. The company's concert division already had sold 90 million tickets for shows 
this year already, more than 20% ahead of last year, mm-hmm. posted adjusted operating income of $320 million. That is a 53% increase. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's, it's all, it's not hard to figure out where the tickets were sold to. It's the Motley Crue tour. It's the fucking um, Metallica tour. It's the uh, Taylor Swift. You know, those, those three alone, those are three, the Springsteen. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, those are big, big, big giant bands. And, and I'll be honest, no one should be paying this amount of money for. I would agree. I'm sorry. I don't care how much you like Aerosmith. They are fucking ripping you off. And well, again, my, my question is, is aside from the bands, mm-hmm. where do people get this kind of money? Yeah. I don't know. With major tours from Beyonce to Drake to Bruce Springsteen, demand was so strong that even with artists adding a number of additional shows, they still were not able to meet all of the fan demand. Yeah, because fans are dumb. Yeah, we think there's years of industry growth ahead. Uh, This performance uh, is indicative of our continued long-term growth and sets the stage for a record 2023 as as cons as we getting back to this as we are more positive than ever about artists touring uh fans attending concerts to see their favorite artists and our role helping helping making this happen yeah your role no it's fucking holding them hostage yeah you're not helping making this happen you you're the only outlet to make this happen yeah you're you're holding everybody hostage is what you're doing they play our venues or or play only our venues or you're fucked right highlights of the earnings uh are pasted or rather pasted below but not surprisingly the legislative effect on the company embattled Ticketmaster division which faced a firestorm of criticism after a botched on sale for the taylor swift tour last fall was a major topic during the earnings call q a session true to form rapido uh managed to return or turn his response into a positive when he asked how the legislation will impact the company's business saying that it's in line with the company's proposed fair ticketing act suck a dick rapido there's no, there's no fair ticketing act. First of all, you want to do a fair ticketing act. Why don't you get rid of that fucking, you know, changing ticket price? Oh, that sliding scale. Yeah. How about that? That would be a fair ticket price that the tickets are fucking what you, what you advertise them as. Right. Why don't you start there? You fucking cocksucker. Jesus. We're, wa- we're watching what's going on. He replied. And we believe that, uh, through all of the noise, most people are ending up where we are in the principles of the fair act, all in pricing, cleaning up deceptive practices, deceptive practices. Yeah. These seem to, uh, be common themes in these bills. Uh, what we have in our own bill, the fair act, this is emphasizing. Yeah. Just keep saying the word fair act because it's fair. It's fair for everybody. Shut up. We're, we're not ripping you off. Yeah. Except there you are. are. Yeah. There are all in the same vein of helping the artists control their tickets and get them into the hands of the fans. 
and avoiding the excesses secondary markets. What do you mean secondary market? You're, you own the secondary market. You're, you're dealing them to StubHub and all this other shit. Yeah, you're dealing them to your own company, you fuck. <laughs> oh, this is fucking infuriating. I know. In the vein of helping the artists control their tickets and get them into the hands of the fans and avoiding the excesses of the secondary market. All right. Stop right there. Stop right there. Yes. A, the excesses are caused by them. B, they're profiting from the excesses caused by them. C, even if you buy them from the fair act or whatever this is, like we said, these Aerosmith tickets, a thousand dollars a ticket, you're fairly paying $300 for a website to shit you out a fucking QR code with your ticket on it. Right. Of course. Fuck you, Rapino, you lion shitbag. Right. What a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, right now it's the wild west and we're doing our best. But this is not Live Nation versus any of these. We're aligned on all of them. Pick this is up. like, wait a minute. He's saying this is the Wild West. Him. Who are the other people in this West? Nobody. Is it MGM? Is it AEG? I don't hear about them fucking having sliding scale tickets. I know for a fact when I go to buy to pick up tickets over at the MGM, if it's advertised for 50 bucks and I walk up to the fucking ticket window, how much I pay? 50 bucks. These get this, these fucking word vomiting dickwads can't help themselves trying to fucking spew propaganda. And they're trying to justify their position. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You made $3.1 billion in 90 days. I think you're a big part of the problem, you fucking dick. Yeah. Jesus. Well, again, I went I went to see Joe Perry, you know, two or three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And uh it, it's through uh, you know, a independent company called Onesti Entertainment. And yeah. They own the venues. They have two venues. Mm -hmm. and they sell their own tickets on their own website. Yeah. And I went to see Joe Perry and I had front row seats for 150 bucks. Well, well, you could have just waited and you could have put a down payment on an Aerosmith show. I guess. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, Ticketmaster led the company's sale for more than 73 million fee bearing tickets up to 40% delivering 7.7 billion in and, fees and fee bearing gross transaction volume. That is up 60%. 7 billion in fees. Yeah. And fees. That doesn't mean you even get a ticket. That just means for the privilege of buying the ticket, right? For the privilege of giving them that 3 billion in sales, you paid seven billion in fees. Right. Get the fuck out of here. It's the Wild West, all right, and you're the guy with with fucking both guns out shooting at yourself at us. Dick. Oh my god. This is making me fucking really angry. I know. So so basically just tacking on that quote unquote that service charge or whatever handling charge. Yeah. They call it that that's more profitable than the actual sale of the ticket. Yeah. Well, 40% markup that that's per this article, 40%. That's fucking insanity. That's just nuts. 
Wow. So if you're purchasing tickets through a commercial ticket outlet, which most of us have no choice, if we want to go to a show, mm -hmm. you have to purchase it that way. Yeah. This is why I'm turning back in to make the phone call guy. As much as I don't want to be that guy, I ain't paying all this. There's no way. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather never see another show again and pay this this is fucking ridiculous oh again i would have never gone to the joe perry show uh, a few weeks ago had i not just gone directly to the venue yeah. which they don't go through the ticket broker agency they mm -hmm. just do it directly yeah and you know uh, you could say 150 bucks to go see joe perry is expensive but that's all it cost me 150 bucks yeah, which is not bad. And, and I was right front stage. I was right along, yeah. actually on the stage. Mm -hmm. Which I, I'm going to be honest, it's not a bad price in today's market, but I still think it's overpriced. Yeah, it's overpriced, I agree. It's it's Joe Perry. It's not Aerosmith. I agree. And even Aerosmith at 150 I think, is overpriced. I agree with that as well. Just ridiculous. Yep. All right. Well, I say we get out of here. All right. I will uh, let you pick a tune and take mm -hmm. it out for the evening. So what do you think? I think we go with, um, with our girls in plush with their new song left behind. Have you heard this yet? Uh, I think you sent it to me, but, uh, but I think, uh, I can pull it up. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. All right. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll play the song from plush, uh, Mariah Famica. That's right. And her bandmates, mm -hmm. the new song out, and uh, we'll play it to get us out of here for the evening. So uh, we'll get out of here. We want to thank our uh, guest tonight, Sammy Lee from Red Rain, mm -hmm. who allowed us to play the new song uh, tonight, as well as our good friend, Ruben. How do you say his last name? Ma Mosquita, I guess. I'm saying Mosquita. Is that right? Like a mosquito? Mosquita. Okay. I think, I don't know. Ruben Correct. from KNAC. All right. So Ruben with his uh, review of the uh, Monsters of Rock cruise. That's right. Thanks. Thanks and you. everybody who's tuned in and hung sure. out with tonight, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Let me do my quick plug for Chris Aiken Presents because I got a good one on Monday. For anybody that wants, Eric will be back. So we will be talking again about the Monsters cruise, I'm sure. But um, in addition, we are going to have... Um, guitarist kenny olson who played on all of the big kid rock albums and um another guy it's a friend of this show as well as my, me personally mr david ellison will be by to talk about his new band deeth as well as his experiences on the monsters of rock cruise yeah how many how many bands does david ellison have david ellison is the george lynch of bass players i think so he's in he's he's got soto ellison he's got deeth he's got the lucid he's got um what is the other one he's got? Uh, just Ellison? F5. F5. Right with the spur. <laughs> and I know some people don't get that reference. Well, just look it up. It's funny. All <laughs> right. Well, uh, look look forward to Chris Aiken Presents on Monday at uh, at 9 at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. We're going to leave you with uh, Plush. Featuring uh, Mariah Famica on lead vocal. And this is called Left Behind. 
Don't be left behind. That's right. The classic metal show. So until next Saturday night, this is Neely along with my very good friend. Chris Egan. We're gone. See you kids. 